all gold everything, a podcast for babes with buns. Buns. Well, it's like buns and buns. Yeah. We got both. We got both kinds of buns. Double yeah. entendre. All the buns. All the buns. Even, How are you? <laughs> I, I even have some sticky buns. Some sticky buns. I yes. don't have sticky buns, but I would like to because I like to eat carbohydrates yeah oh my god that's funny because today for dinner i'm like i have to go get a salad or something green because i've been eating all beige food for like the last two days i've been really like on a carbo a carbohydrate bender yeah you know you got to do it sometimes you do especially on mornings when um one might cry on the way to the work over the state of the world because the song holiday shuffled through her ipod holiday by madonna by green day Oh, you yeah. Know, okay. Back when we wow. thought back when we thought shit was bad. Yeah. And, and we then, we thought that we could beg to dream and differ from the hollow lies. And then it got worse. <laughs> <laughs> How sustained was the cry? I just I want you to have had an actual relief like a uh, I hope you were feeling like I didn't kind sob. of satisfied when it was over. Um I think yeah, I think it was one of those kind of self-indulgent cries like um, just really grateful that I could finally just cry and realize that I'm crying over the world and it's okay because I think we're probably all actually crying over the world and everyone's, just afraid to say it. Everyone's crying over the world in different ways. Yeah, but I did also cry last night because I didn't get a smoothie, so something might be going on with me <laughs> more than just the state of the world. <laughs> I might just be real fucking tired. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. definitely part of it, I bet. Yeah, tears come when tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think the state of the world's fucked up, though, and, and it's okay to cry about it. I completely agree. It's okay. Maybe we should have like an all gold pod single it's okay to cry about it <laughs> yes. it can kind of be like in line with like it's my party and i'll cry but like an updated it's version. my commute and i'll it's cry if commute. i want to <laughs> damn it it's my commute that's right yeah. as long as you're stopping at red lights i mean you're not texting no i'm not i'm just crying just just, crying. <laughs> just sobbing cry my eyes out over here but you know what that actually reminds me i used to cry um on the way to work mm-hmm. because some dude fucked me over. I fucked somebody over. Yeah. I said some really fucked up shit to somebody the night before. Somebody was treating me unfairly. Mm. So actually, um, having had that recollection just now, it's like, you know what? What a gift to be able to drive into work and just cry over the state of the just world. The- <laughs> I don't have to apologize to any fucking buddy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And maybe we won't be crying over the state of the world for much longer. Uh only because like anticipating that the world will change, not that it will end. So let me just <laughs> let me just say something that that I don't know if this is like actually okay mm-hmm. to say in this forum, but say I it. had I had a like thought. I had an intuitive thought, and yeah. it's the first time that I've had a non-cynical intuitive thought. Yeah. Because um, that song shuffled through, and it reminded me to the Bush presidency, and we On we thought it was day. crazy. Yeah. It was just insane. Totally nuts. The Bushes and, and, were, and, and they you look remember very sane by contrast. Right. But do you remember what we did as a country? Mm. After that, we voted them out. Bye. And who did we vote in? Barack. Who was like, who I mean, love. The, the age of innocence, right? Yeah. Or So it's like if, if we thought that was bad and that's what we did. Yeah. Now we know this is like exponentially worse. This like, is holy bad. shit. What yeah. is, what are we going to do yeah. next? Like it could be really incredible. Yes, I it, agree. And the so mix- what I'm saying is I had a little hope in my sobbing yes. depression. Yeah. I'm glad that you had a glimmer of hope, and I was actually surprised to find out that there are a number of Senate races that are still being contested, and two of them went blue this week that they thought were going to be red. So Arizona's Senate seat that Jeff Flake resigned from went to uh, the first openly bisexual senator, female senator from Arizona. So she's right, the first female senator from Arizona. pretty purple. still purple. She's not yes. totally blue, Yeah, but she is technically Democrat. He was super blue, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he still voted party line. 
Um, okay. But Although he was an outspoken critic. He, and Yeah. Yeah. As in he was an outspoken critic of totally. Donald Trump. Yeah. But I mean, he had the opportunity to stop the Kavanaugh hearings and he didn't. Yeah. So well, fuck him. Yeah. So he fuck got replaced you, with someone who's blue and she's a bisexual woman. So that's, that's good. And then there was another one well, too. Well, can we not just call them good because they happen to have like excellent a, point. a excellent really point. cool sexuality. Like, okay, you're diverse. Yeah. Yes. We like diversity. We want diversity, but that doesn't buy you. That doesn't buy you a good politician. You, that not is in my book. Absolutely, uh, the best way to think about politics. Good, thank you for reminding us of that. Do you like that? <laughs> that's a good. That's good. Well, this started off a little more serious than I anticipated. <laughs> I was gonna. I did it. I, I did love it. it. I'm glad I'm that. Sorry. We, no, I'm glad that we went there. I mean, all I had was fodder. Like, oh my god, about having buns. Um, <laughs> so, and I'm like, man, <laughs> fuck the world. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> remember, the, remember the message of hope. <laughs> I will remember the message of hope, which is that the last time things looked really gnarly, we uh, we Democrats did something really good. And we did something really good. Really agreed, agreed, agreed. Right. Um, so uh, all of the kind of banter that I have now is going to seem incredibly trivial in in this particular frame. But I want to tell you that's that fantastic I, because I think people are done talking about <laughs> politics, and I don't think they turn to us for politics. <laughs> no. I don't think people are like. Oh, <laughs> Hear the state of political those, affairs. I'd like to hear all gold pod. Those girls do run fast and loose <laughs> with their facts. So I don't know. Uh, I will say that uh, I reached a pinnacle in my life this week, which was that um, my husband was talking to someone, uh, and they were like, "Oh, who are you married to?" And he was like, "Oh, Heidi." And she said, "Oh, Heidi with the bun." Oh, and I was like, "Oh, hell yeah, Heidi with the bun." <laughs> so you're like, "Yes, hell yeah, that's that's me. okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. that. Yeah, I, I, I like having this moniker, Heidi with the bun." Because of the potential like, mm-hmm, for the double bun. entendre. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because my bun, uh, my hair is pretty thick, so my bun does get pretty high. And sometimes Jeff's like, mind the bun. Anytime I'm like getting into a car, because a lot of times I'll bop oh. my bun on the on the top of the car. And it's like, ah, my bun. So does anyway. He, does he push your head down? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Mind the only if he says mind the bun, so it takes on an entirely different <laughs> connotation. The other thing that I've been doing this week because we're going, uh, my family is going to Puerto Vallarta on Friday, is that I have been tanning. I've been hitting the tanning bed, so I know there will be people out there that care ah! or don't care. Ah, it's so bad for your skin. You probably shave too. Oh I do. My God. Um. So first of all, I walked in the tanning salon and was like, just take all my money. Here you right. go. Here's That's all. what you have to do. Here's all my money. Because it's like, you know, you it's, could try to do something cheap, but you just don't get anything anything worth getting. No, so you did it right. I did it right. I gave them all my money. They gave me unlimited access to this this diamond level tanning bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And I was like, well, I'm going on vacation on Friday. This I did this a week ago, Friday last week. Well, I'm going on vacation on Friday. I just want to build a base. And then so after I gave them all my money, the first thing they did was shame me. Right. Well, we usually recommend a month and a half for building your base. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to come here every well, damn yeah. day. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, I'm still paying you your unlimited fee. Yeah. And I'll be yeah. here every day. And she's like, well, great. It's 140 right now. So tomorrow you can come back at 141. Yes. <laughs> I actually, when I was tanning pre-wedding, yeah. I got turned away because I was a half hour too early. And there was nothing they could do because there is no ability oh to think to think rationally. No. You, your, your rational thought cannot override the you computer. You must be tan mom who right. is uh, tanning compulsively. I'm like, no, I'm on my fucking lunch break. I <laughs> and I have a sports bra on my back and I'm wearing a backless wedding dress. Let me in that tanning Can you please help me? Well, I made the mistake the other day of telling them that I was a little pink. 
Oh. In some like bathing suit areas that don't normally see the sun. Mm-hmm. Bathing suit areas. What am I, 10? <laughs> yeah. On the front bathing suit area, <laughs> on the top bathing suit area. And uh, and they were like, well, if you're even pink at all and you tell me that, I'm not allowed to let you go in. And I was like, really? Well, I was just planning on like wearing my underwear and whatever. And she's like, the sun bulbs will burn through your underwear. I'm like, Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'll come back tomorrow. I was like, this must be really good for me. Yeah, this must be really healthy. healthy. I think. I think this is really good for me. Who needs this eyewear? Please. The eyewear. Yeah. What was the big threat? I remember a big threat about the eyewear too. Mm. I don't know, but it was three dollars for me to buy my eyewear. But then today I heard this lady selling it to someone for five. So I think they kind of just like size you up and see what they can get you for. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're a three dollar, not a five dollar, not a five dollar. Yeah. I do what I can. The other thing that happened to me this week is I went to my dentist, who is my favorite dentist ever. Doctor D'Ambrosia is the best. She's with MK Dentistry. She's a super fan of the show, and she's a celebrity dentist. And she's a celebrity dentist. Yeah. She does my dentistry. She does the thorns. She does the timbers, and she is actually sending us our first piece of legit fan mail. Like, we can hold the card. It's Doctor! coming. Oh, hey. So she was like, oh, I wanted to send you this card, but I didn't want to just like send it to you because I thought it might be creepy. And I was like, oh, do I need to sign like a disclosure form or something? (laughs) And she's like, no, no, but now I'll send it to you. So she's sending us um, a little card and hopefully she's listening. Her favorite episode so far has been the tracksuit episode. Oh, well, it was a good one. It was a great one. Well, maybe that's the one because that that brings up this little like crossing of lifelines that Mm -hmm. I had today where like I'm a professional. Yeah. And I did, I've, I've kind of like harassed some of my coworkers cause I have like a chunk of coworkers who, sh- who are on my social media and yeah. so they know we have a podcast, yeah, but yeah. they will not speak of it. Like <laughs> literally, um, I was leaving tonight and a coworker said, Oh, what are you doing tonight? And I said, I'm podcasting. The room went silent. Oh my God. Like, a, no, I was like, don't say anything. Don't say anything oh about God. the podcast. <laughs> Do not say anything. Um, no feedback is the best feedback. Oh my God. Um, and so I, I was, I'm working with a resident. I, mm-hmm. I have pharmacy residents. I act in the role of preceptor and I like, I'm teaching them to be professionals. Yeah. <laughs> what better way God to teach me. them to be professionals than to have them listen to our show? Yeah. And so like, I don't know. I may be like, uh, I, I may be wrong, but they tend to You're like. never, you are not wrong. They tend to just walk in with like a baseline level of respect for me because yeah. of my, my position. Because <laughs> you a boss. That's why. And so this sweet, this sweet, sweet resident, she's only on her second week. And she's like, she was like, I want to listen to your podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll send you the link. Uh-huh. I'll send you the link. Mm-hmm. And in my, in my head, I'm like, ah, freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, every other word is fuck. And we, you know, say really <laughs> inappropriate things. And here I am, like, teaching her to, like, be prim and proper and professional and it does have the E button next to it that says it's explicit. Yeah, and know. it's a grown folks affair. Oh. I just feel like... Sh- right. It's so, a good litmus test. So I kind of just didn't send her the link, right? Yeah. So she's leaving today and she's like... And I sent her a bunch of links to like... <laughs> Other stuff. Pharmacokinetic articles and literature about <laughs> drug dosing. And she's like, oh, and by the way, can you send me the link to your podcast? Oh, she did not forget. She did not forget. She is a straight A student. Yes, yeah. So I did. Yes. And so she's listening on her way home oh. and she's looking through it. She's like naming off all the episodes. Like, which one should I listen to? Should I listen to this? I'm like, I don't care. I don't care which one you listen to. Oh my God. I can't breathe. She's like, it's okay. And I like, Meanwhile, I'm like, can we sell her some advertising I space? I know, I know. And I'm like, um, and I'm like, well, you know, we say bad words and you know, um, it's, this is not a work. This is not a pharmacy related podcast. I'm like, damn, I took my, I took my shit way too seriously. She's going to love it. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to give her some stickers when she bounds in. T- Will you see her tomorrow? 
Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be hard not to ask her. What do you think? Are you gonna do that? I mean, I I did. All my coworkers, all my old colleagues. They're not old. All my colleagues that I used to work with, my former colleagues, um, they all listen. And so, but I would always be like, especially in the first weeks, did you like it? Did you listen? What did you think? Yeah. Can you review us? Make well, her, make her leave us a review. Well, I clicked over into um, shield my pain mode and I was like, well, if you like it, subscribe, rate and review. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know what the conflict of interest here is. And I don't know if I could end up like getting like seriously unpreceptored <laughs> shit from this but you're like on the ethics committee too i am on the ethics yeah. committee i might get unethic nah they might boot my ass I from the ethics committee so. i don't think so we're perfectly ethical here aside from running a little fast and loose with certain facts but they're not medical facts no no, no. we just run fast and loose with like pop culture facts right please everyone does yeah speaking of that i read i ran across this story today about this bear that is hitchhiking its way through mexico well, that's adorable. Is it with? <laughs> is it trying to catch up to the caravan? It's it's like a big ass. It's not. It's like it's not like a baby bear. It's, it's like a refugee full, bear. It's a refugee it? bear. It is a full size bear. And actually, he's not. He is not caravanning across Mexico. He's car- He's hitchhiking between two places. Like he goes to work and he catches. A, he like gets in someone's truck and they like zip him to one town and he goes through all the stuff there and then he zips back to the town he came from. Mexicans know how to do it. They're I'm just like, I'm just going to give this bear a ride. I'm just going to say, I mean, have you ever given a hitchhiker a ride before? No. No, I haven't either. I grew up with like the fear. I mean, I feel like all women grow up with the fear of God in them about hitchhikers. I mean, it's like just such a classic yeah, scary like, movie thing. You can't take the risk. You'd have to be totally insane to pick up a hitchhiker, I think. But I don't. Maybe. I know people who've picked up. I know a lot of people <gasps> who've picked up hitchhikers. Really? My dad <gasps> broke my world. I remember as a kid when he told me he is, he hitchhiked from Massachusetts to like LA oh when in his youth. My mom has hitchhiked as well. Mother. Yeah. And and I was like, my my head exploded as a child. I'm like, Dad, this is you should not be telling me this. <laughs> but I'm never allowed to hitchhike. No, I wouldn't I would never. I would never hitchhike. I would never pick up a hitchhiker. Just from even having seen too much like um, Ted Bundy. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. Uh and so I was thinking, but would I pick up a hitchhiking bear? God. I mean, maybe if he was tough. carrying a little picnic basket and had like a <laughs> Hobo stick on. I like. I really want to say I would totally pick up a hitchhiking bear because I want to be that person who would pick up a hitchhiking bear. But I would be way too critical of the interpretation of is this bear hitchhiking or is this bear like rabid and crazy? This is funny because I was reading the story and I'm like, Sandy would pick this bear up because this is very consistent with the concept of like trail running and (laughs) And getting mauled by death by bear. But I'm not trying to run to a bear to kill me. Like I thought I was very. I was very clear about this. We're pretty clear. (laughs) Like. I'm not going to like, like, so I'm not going to pick up a hitchhiking bear thinking like, you know, he may maul me today and that would be rad. Like, no. No, no, And so no. I think I would probably overthink it because I don't know if you've noticed, especially right now, I am overthinking like everything. So I would overthink the hitchhiking bear. I can I'd say. Probably wouldn't pick him up. Yeah. There's no way in hell I'd pick up a hitchhiking bear. I'd be, I'm pretty terrified of animals, frankly. I mean, I'm even scared of dogs. Like, Aww. but hitchhiking, I'm learning. I'm like, I was gonna say, but hitchhiking bears are so cute. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I, I should have sent Mark a picture of it because uh, maybe I will in post production. Maybe I'll send Mark a picture of the um, hitchhiking bear because he's actually he's pretty cute. He is pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the pictures are from kind of far away though, so you don't know. I mean, who knows how like mangy he is? Or he might be smelly. I don't know. I'm sure he's smelly. He I just, probably has infestations of <sighs> multiple mite. Tick. I just feel like all you'd have all to do things. is do one like, and I'll be like, Arr! well, we're probably talking pickup trucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a, a mini. I mean, I don't think I can fit a bear in Tilly Loco. 
<laughs> I don't think so. I love it. I yeah. love it. But this discussion of bears and trails is a great segue because you have a big trail thing coming up. Oh yeah, let's yeah. talk about oh, it. Yeah, talk about it. Um, so this is so this is turning into something that's going to be really cool because <laughs> I had this idea with one girl I was running with who wanted to run a 50k, and I was like, well, you know, it would be perfect. Well, I think we tried to sign up for a 50K. How far is 50K again? It is 31 miles. 31 miles. Yeah. And um, the one we signed up for, we weren't selected for the lottery. So we're like, let's just run, you know, Wildwood into end. And then... Um, Tell our listeners what the Wildwood is. So the Wildwood Trail is a trail in Forest Park in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And kind of one of the really incredible things about Portland is that there is um, all this actual wilderness right in the city yeah. here in Portland, Oregon. Um, is it like second only to Central Park in New York City or is Central Park second only to... Let's just say it is. Yeah. I, Let's just say it is. I think actually Fuck it. Central Park is probably second it's to It's second only to nothing. Okay? <laughs> How's that? It's second only to nothing. It's the best park in the whole fucking world. The best park. The best. The most best. It's it's a forest. <laughs> it's a rainforest. Moss. Like imagine trees with trees. moss and trail. It's beautiful canopy. Yes. Gorgeous trail. Well maintained trail. Yeah. Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Um, and there's, um, a, one long trial trail that extends the length of the wild, of the forest park. And that's wildwood. There's a ton of connector trails. There's just tons of combinations of many really amazing loops and shit you could do. Mm-hmm. But, um, so the, from the start of the trail at the zoo to the end of the trail on the North side, mm-hmm. Newberry road is about 30 miles. It's a little bit over 30. Mm-hmm. So it's really close to a 50 K. Yeah. So I kind of had this idea and I, She's a first-time runner, so I wrote up a whole training plan just to send to her so she could mm-hmm. get an idea of what she'd really be committing to. And um, and I asked one other friend, yeah. like, do you want to do this? Um, she declined for very good reasons. Mm-hmm. And other friend committed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, hey. And then Joey said that he'd be in. So I'm like, well, I'll just like kind of offer it up to a bunch of – like to social media to see if anybody else wants to. Yeah. Um, so what we're doing is the 30-mile um, – trail run mm-hmm. um looking for a group who wants to do it who wants to do a four-month training plan yeah it's a commitment um, four it's months. a commitment but the reason that it's four months mm-hmm. is that it is perfect for a first-time 50 care yeah it's a nice um build it has three different cycles of mm-hmm. build and recovery build and recovery build and recovery mm-hmm. the first recovery week falls on christmas oh yay so, so that week off, or not off but, but in recovery close off yeah. in recovery which is fantastic with um, March 23rd being the, the, the run. Where okay, so the run is going to be on Wildwood Trail, March 23rd. 30 miles. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of looking for anybody interested. I had a pretty good response on social media. We have a big group. Awesome. Of people who are interested. Nice. Yeah. Um, and people who have surprised me who I never would have thought would be interested. Yeah, cool. So it's going to be super fun to try. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not looking to break any records. Right. We're not looking to like... Just gonna cruise. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I'm uh, I'm not committing to running the race, but I will probably I am committing to being there uh, as a head cheerleader. Yeah, you're that's good my at job. You're great at that, but you're gonna run a section with us. I probably right? will. Probably like for about. I'm good for about five miles. Yeah, we'll find a sweet section for you. Yeah, girl. that'll be fun. And you could help with the help us um, with the aid stations because yes. we're not even we're not even trying to be like hardcore. We're not trying to do it unsupported. Yeah. Like we're gonna have like, orange Gatorade. Yeah, we'll have shit. Oreo cookies. And um, we'll, we'll figure out what your shit is, what you like, what mm-hmm. you need, and we'll have that shit there. Yeah, we'll do that. 
because we know how to do it. We do. Um, I've done it before. Yeah, so um, we'll put the email on the screen. Uh-huh. If any of our listeners are interested, um, I could send you the training plan, and you could tweak it as you like, and we can talk about it. Yes, there's our email. And, it's on the screen. Yes, and even if you are not from Portland, Oregon, and you just want to come to Portland oh on March God. 23rd and ah! run this with us, That'd be you amazing. can train where you are and then come meet us on March 23rd and run this um, incredible trail with us. So good. Yeah. So more details to come um, to those who are interested. Email you just saw the email on the screen, and I can't wait to hear from, to see if any of our listeners. Oh my god, this would be so do fun! Their first, their second, their third, fifty uh, k with us. That's incredible! Yeah. Oh my god, I think god. we have about um, seven people committed right now. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's they'll, good. they'll fall off. <laughs> It'll just be me and you, baby. Just me. You get one-on-one time with Sandy for 30 mm-hmm. miles. About, or sorry, yeah, for 30 miles. How long does that take? Just give to like any runner who has not done this before. Like, what kind of window are we? Like, a marathon for me took about four hours. So I guess you'd add about five miles onto the end of that. So probably five hours. No, five to six hours. It's trail. And yes. there's a significant oh, amount of climbing. Yes. Um, so I would say anywhere between, depending on on where you're coming from, between mm-hmm. four to eight. Four to eight the hours. The first okay. time I did it, it was like a little under six hours. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's a nice and that's a nice fun pace. Yeah. So for me, I'm shooting for about six hours. It's oh, gonna be so awesome! Yeah. I can't wait to have signs out there and have Orange Gatorade and do a little bit of a, a jog with you guys. That'll be so awesome! It's Thank you fun. for inviting our listeners to do that too. Yeah, ah, and so it's a good, good way to just stay stay busy and stay fit during the winter time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to get out in the cold and wet um, mm-hmm. with people who are you know, as sexy as we are. Like-minded. I love it. Um, and it also makes me think of staying young, which you brought an article to my attention about a pensioner. Oh my gosh. This Please is the tell best me about shit. this. This is the best thing ever. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you guys probably have heard about this by now, but it's like, I hadn't heard about it at all until you, know, you sent it to me. I'm like, um, I think I'm a secret, just like want, want to be dating expert. So what yeah. attracted me to this story was there's a, a pensioner in shoot. Now I'm forgetting where he's somewhere. I think he's in the UK. Oh, Denmarky. Mm. It's it's um, Scandinavian or look, look, Amsterdam or mm. fuck. I'm sorry. I did not do my homework, listeners. <laughs> I cannot remember where this guy's from. He's European. Yeah, he's a European man. He's a fine, fine looking, sixty nine year old European man. He's like a life coach. He's a self help, well known we self help guru. guru. And he decided that he identifies as. 49 years old or maybe 40 or maybe 45 and because he identifies he's looking to actually like legally change his age uh, and he is dutch he's from dutch. the netherlands of course i was close <laughs> oh my we God. have a couple listeners in the netherlands so. i am so embarrassed i was close i was in the region but the article was in the daily mail in the uk so right, i mean right. it's a little like it's a little confusing i know i, I was i was regional mm-hmm. um so he wants to change his name and he cites things like, um, well, Tinder. This is what stuck out to me. This is yes. why this story stuck out because he can't get any play on Tinder because he's 69 uh. and he thinks of, that he identifies his mind and his body feel like he's 49. Yeah. So he, he'll get more play because um, apparently 49 year olds get play on Tinder. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think 49-year-olds get play on Tinder. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I feel like everyone gets... I am having the opposite. I feel like everyone gets play on Tinder. So his problem might be that maybe people in his age group, like maybe other 69-year-old people don't know how to use Tinder very well. Like maybe the 
pond is smaller, there's less fish. Do you think that this man wants to date a 69 year old? No, I mean, he's definitely, well, yeah, you're sorry. I mean, <laughs> you make a very good point. In the setting of the context <laughs> of the story, I don't think he's on Tinder no, looking yes, for right. a 69 year old. He's looking for somebody younger than him, definitely for sure. And I do like this quote that he says he's converted to Buddhism and he said, I've done a checkup and what does it show? My biological age is 45 years. So, first of all, I, I, I took that <laughs> quiz on on the Google. I'm 23. I know. I'm like, I wa- you know I believe in aging in reverse. So if there is yeah. actually a biological test that will show that I have aged in reverse, I'm kind I'm on board for it. So I Sandy sent me this article the other day across the room. We were at a we were at a thing and my eyes lit up. I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I was so excited because like I totally believe in this. I totally believe in aging That's in reverse. That's so funny. But this guy is not actually talking about aging in reverse, although this last little quote kind of implies that he's talking about trying to get play on Tinder. Well, I don't think that was his only reason for wanting to do it. I loved his argument. Um, um, well, that he would also save um, he would also save the government money because he wouldn't actually start collecting his pension mm. until he was 69 again. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it because I honestly I'm getting in my upper 30s, right? 38. Yeah. But I really don't feel much older than like 32. I really don't. I mean, it, what's the difference? It's I don't... subjective. Um, it's subjective. And 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 this is dumb. <laughs> like this is really dumb. Um, just lie about your fucking age on Tinder, old man. Yeah. And I saw. I don't know if you had a chance to look at the photo of him. If I was mm-hmm. a thoughtful podcaster, I would have sent the photo um, as well. But I'm not a thoughtful podcaster. I have a very busy day I job. Do, you do have a busy day job. I have a photo of him. Let me see if I can just. Oh yeah. <laughs> That is one good-looking 69-year-old. But he looks 69, right? He does look 69. He does. He looks 69. Clearly 69. Um, but I think Not that, 45. Well, here's the thing. And this is where, like, I really do think I've achieved, um, like, dating expert status. Self-proclaimed. I identify. Mm-hmm. As a dating expert. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself a legal dating expert. Because yeah, I go. identify as a dating expert. I really do, you guys. That's um, why we need you guys to email us your dating problems. No, you don't need to. You could continue to suffer. It's cool. Um... <laughs> Um, I know, but your true expertise just right. lies there. But here's untapped. the thing. He's he, he's a 69-year-old man looking for a date on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Like, something is wrong here. Like, like put on your, your nice little outfit and go to, like, fucking church. You're 69. Right. Or, like, and, and I... And or I guess go have dinner at five o'clock and yeah, meet some other people. Yeah, go get the blue paint special. Yeah. And you're going to meet... But I think that he's probably not really in, too in tune with what he really wants and needs Mm -hmm. i think that he is um probably um looking for something that is not going to be like legitimately sustainable Mm -hmm. and he probably can't really sustain an erection so (laughs) he's not gonna even have success on tinder Mm -hmm. like they're trying to get laid yeah that's the point of tinder yeah Mm. um so so i think that he's he's got some work to do on himself (laughs) alone boom and he and the funny thing is is he's a self-help expert he's a life coach he gives life coaches bad names. So I'm, I'm really ripping this guy a new one. But just like own your shit. Be your age. Be who you are. Yeah. It's, okay. it's it's beautiful. Yeah. You as a 69-year-old man is actually like an a, a big, incredible life of experiences that I would not want to deny. Yeah. And here's the thing is that I really feel like um, I – I could get on board with this because you know how I feel about aging in reverse. If he was like, no, I truly feel 45. Here's why I feel, here's how I, you know, here is how it is part of who I am or whatever. But because so much of this article is about him trying to get laid on Tinder, yeah. it's like a little transparent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, and maybe I was like, I was so stoked to talk about it, though. I was glad you yeah, sent it to yeah. me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just opposed to, be, to um, denying my chronologic age because that's how many years I've been on this planet growing and learning. Doing it. Doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, somebody who is not denying our chronological age is the notorious RGB. I RBG. Know. Oh I know. God. Can we? I said her name backwards. What is wrong with me? Ruth <laughs> can, Bader Ginsburg. Can we have her identify <laughs> as 49? And yeah. Then... I mean, I wish. That would be amazing. So as you know, she uh, tripped and fell this week and broke a bunch of ribs. I did hear that. Uh, I saw two funny memes about this that I, uh, made had me rolling. One of them was like a picture of her just like with this steely glare and like the <laughs> wording underneath it was like, I have more ribs, bitches. Like, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. Uh, and then the other one that I saw was like the thing that said that she, where she was like, oh, I tripped over the new guy who's passed out drunk down the hall, which yes. also made me giggle. So, uh, sending lots of love to RBG and hoping that she is Keep recovering. Those memes coming just fine. And then the other thing that I found that made me giggle was that Taylor Swift has found a new way to be transported, a new way to av- avoid paparazzi. She's currently being transported in and out of her apartment in New York City via suitcase. Oh, my god! I am making Mark put these pictures up because this is like a giant-ass suitcase. She looks – okay, there are a couple things about this. First of all, she's like a real tiny woman. So, I I mean, I guess she's folded up in there or whatever. I don't think she's whatever. a real tiny woman. Uh, she's tall, tall, but she's like she's very thin. Well, right, but you um, got to fold up. She's going to have to be doing some serious yoga. I wonder if this is maybe yoga goals. Like, that, no! that suitcase looks like there's a this person in it. This is not <laughs> yoga goals. God, what is happening to the world right now? It's not no, don't goals. deny your age. This is not yoga goals. This is this is that's terrifying, right? Yes. The this point. Is- I mean, I was joking about it. I'm sorry. Oh my god, are you gonna explode? Can we continue to podcast? <laughs> are you gonna leave the show? I'm gonna walk off the stage. Done. I've always Mic wanted drop. to do that. They you, do that. I mean, they do that on the Real Housewives uh, reunions. They just uh, like walk off the stage and. Your chance. No, that would no. be hard for me to recover from. I'm not I know. gonna lie. <laughs> Those are not yoga goals. Bye. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Anyway, I was laughing against this because just these suitcases are like. I think this is a sad state of affairs for Taylor Swift, who now has to be concealed to get in and out of her apartment. But like, what's she trying to hide? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I guess I didn't realize. Did I she mean, had some really bad Botox and filler? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking like she was trying to avoid paparazzi. Mm-hmm. But now that you mentioned that, I wonder if she's had something she's done. She's got a big thing wrapped around her face uh-huh. because she's healing from some surgery. Oh shit, mm-hmm. Sandy! God, you are so. Your bullshit meter is like fucking on point today. Yeah, I watch a lot of Bravo TV. Hashtag so. accepting no bullshit. Ever. I know. That's just my. It's good. It goes, it's like hand in hand with my cynicism. Mm-hmm. So until my cynicism actually flourishes into like full on hopefulness, I'm going to be like this. It's good. It's Sorry. who you are. It is who I am. I love you for is that it. Okay. I need you to okay. be. <laughs> to be this way. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, I see you. I need you I to have... I see you, Taylor. No bullshit. It's but I good. S- but I still, like, I'm fair. Because, yeah. like I said, I really liked that record, 1987. Fucking bomb record. So, like... If, if you're writing if you're writing songs in there, mm. okay, all right. With a little light. Yeah. A little... <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, like, a little green accountant light, but that's a lot of... <laughs> that's a lot of equipment to fit in her little suitcase. <laughs> Why is she doing this? Is there any explanation for why she's doing this? There was literally, first of all, it was a BuzzFeed article. There was like really nothing but pictures. How do we even know that's Taylor Swift? Why are we buying this shit? How do we, this is, this is, I just thought. No, the picture there with the little thing on the side of it is like, I couldn't tell what it was, but it says that that's evidence that that's Taylor Swift. There's like this little circle. (laughs) 
Stop it right now. Stop it right now. Taylor, Playing fast and loose look what with you the just did. Look what you just did, Taylor. You just got us like thinking you were in that suitcase I think for a she's minute. In, I think she's in the suitcase. Oh. And now I think that she's recovering from something plastic yeah. surgery related. That bitch is not in that suitcase. <laughs> She's Why? running around the other side of the car while everyone's distracted by the suitcase. <laughs> she's like, God. she's like, these people are like fucking stupid. I would not get in a goddamn suitcase. I'm like, well, it looks nice. I mean, <laughs> you think it doesn't look nice? Have you ever been in a suitcase? Have you ever been in a suitcase? No, but I mean, I've, <laughs> neither have okay. I. I was going to say, I mean, it looks like pretty roomy. I was just about to say, if I had to go, <laughs> I'm dying. Give me a minute. Taylor, talk to us. Why are you? In I a was suitcase? just about to say, if I had to go to a suitcase, <laughs> I would like. I want to know why it's not Louis Vuitton or something. Like, are I, they like thunking her down the stairs, like thunk, thunk, thunk? Like, it's not even a Toomey suitcase. Right? No, no, no. I want that like a big away suitcase mm-hmm. that's like really um, hard, and I could charge my phone in yeah. it. <laughs> Fucking, I want to stay in like the Waldorf Astoria of suitcases if I'm going to be going yeah. up and down my Brooklyn walk up or whatever it is. Uh, so anyway, I mean, I guess that's a nice suitcase. And, and how are you going to like actually pay somebody to pull you around in a suitcase? And what if they took you somewhere you did not want to fucking go? You're going like, to have your little shift. like <laughs> Get out of the suitcase on my own accord. And oh you wake God. up to someone saying, put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> so that got dark. Um, but I, I, I thoroughly believe that Taylor Swift is in the suitcase. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, if you're out there and you're listening, have your people call our people and confirm whether or not you're in the fucking suitcase. Yeah, if we were a fact checker, I'd have all kinds of questions. But we'll just leave it. As we'll it just is. leave it there. We'll leave it as is. Um, uh-huh. So I think it's about time for us to transition into our main topic for the evening. Oh, yeah. Our personal development topic. As we transition, I just want to remind all of our listeners to email us, get in touch with us, uh, goldengirls at allgoldpod.com. That's on your screen right now if you're watching on YouTube. I need to um, remind our listeners that if you want to watch us on YouTube, there are you have to Google it pretty specifically or else you will watch a bunch of Trinidad James videos which, which is, is like, fun too totally fun but um, like but my mother-in-law was like uh, I googled all gold everything YouTube and I'm watching a bunch of videos I don't really want to be watching Trinidad James is not getting in any damn suitcase <laughs> BTW <laughs> so if you want to watch us on YouTube you need to google all gold everything podcast YouTube um, or or go to YouTube and just go and just type in their search field all, all gold, gold everything, everything podcast. podcast. Agree. Whoa. Hey, now we're clicking on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Uh, do that, or you can also watch it on our website allgoldpod.com, um, or you can also watch it on my website uh, heidibcoaching.com. So you can go to any number of places to watch it, but you do need to be particular about adding podcasts on the end of it if you're putting it in the general search bar. So just a that was good instruction. Public service announcement. I'm okay at delivering instructions. Following them is another story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our main topic for this evening that we wanted to talk about was kind of a general. I guess I will just generally introduce it as step parenting. I just thought of something. Yeah, throw it um, out there. Before we get into our main topic, yeah. can I do a short correction section? Yes, corrections. Correction section. Correction section. Um, because last week, so. Um, so this podcast is super fun because I talk to you like we're talking as friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I realized that my my husband can find out what I say about him. 
it's good. Oh, that it, happened to me too. Shit gets around. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I actually kind of hurt his feelings mm. when I talked about um, tweezing his nose hairs because he thought that it was an act of love. Aww. But he's right. Like, mm. it is an act of it love. Is. And I would not actually give that. The correction section is I would actually not give that weird duty to a butler because no. um, I like grooming my boo. Right. That's like preening. That's yeah. like a thing that humans and animals do yeah and i'm a picker mm-hmm. i pick my split ends mm-hmm. and oh so my god so my so my correction <laughs> is actually i would have my butler pick my split oh ends. My, that is like such a weird thing to yes. assign to a butler but it's funny because it is iconic for me when i think of you because i have known you to be, you know we hang out a lot and like when there's nothing else to do you'll pick up your your hair and just start examining it for split ends and i have started to do that oh no and i, I love it i think it is like the <laughs> ultimate like hello i'm bored i used to do it in work all the time just to like send a big fu message to like this is dumb. We are wasting our time here. What are we doing? Yeah. It's like um, an obsession compulsion for mm-hmm. me. It I'm is a, a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, and then also like, I really do think that Joey did get a blowjob on Thanksgiving last year. Mm-hmm. I wondered if that was. <laughs> yeah. So that was my correction section. Mm-hmm. I felt it was important before moving into our personal develop our next, because that was during our personal <laughs> development section last week. Um, so now we're moving into our next one. Mm-hmm. I just had to clear that to clean That's up that, awesome. clean up that little mess. Correction I made. section. Look yeah. at you. Um, so I have a bunch of Skittles in my mouth because I'm back to snacking on the pod. And the personal development section thing we want to talk about this week is step parenting. Yeah. So I think that the the reason this came up is like Heidi and I have both talked on this podcast about our roles as step parents. Mm-hmm. And if you are a good listener, um, <laughs> you would see that like Heidi and I take very different approaches. We do have a, I mean, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, you're moving more towards the center. I am. I'm you're, you're turning I'm, purple. I'm turning purple. <laughs> you're turning purple. Um, it was a growing process for me. It was definitely yeah. growing pains and growing process for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with that. I mean, there is. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But so we were at One Imaginary Girl last week. Yeah. And um, Heidi <laughs> and um, Sarah, uh-huh. Sarah asked if I had any kids. And I said, yeah, I have one off at college. And then I remembered that there's another mm-hmm. child at home in with your me. Life. And I actually technically have three stepchildren. Yeah. And um, I felt a little bit of shame because I'm like, oh, gosh, I, I should tell you mm-hmm. I should include yeah. I, I should include these kids as my when I talk about my children. Right. Yeah. And um, and my comment like that, I kind of said and shaming myself was like, fuck, I'm the evil stepmother. Mm. And it was kind of like this, like am I? Am I the evil stepmother? And it really got me thinking about like what that is, what it means Mm -hmm. and, and what is step parenting. And, and so, um, it, so we kind of like, we're able to, to revisit an article that we both read a while ago, which really, um, it talks about it in kind of a more beautiful and historic way. Yeah. Um, that, that, um, I'll let you talk about and then we could kind of, of dive into a little, totally. Well, I I mean, even, um, as we head into that, I was thinking about one of the biggest challenges right off the bat for me with, with stepmom, evil stepmom, step parenting is like exactly what you're talking about when people, you know, I'll be out with my stepdaughter who like doesn't exact, she doesn't look like me necessarily or anything, but like. It looks she's the right age that she could potentially be mine. And so a lot of times she's mistaken for my actual daughter, you know, and it's like uh, right off the bat, I get into a huge spiral about like, do I correct someone about that? Because I don't want them. I don't want her to think that I'm like so presumptuous that I think that I'm her mom. You know, do I let it go? You know, without like, does that disrespect her own mom if I let it go? And I just let like the fucking cashier at 
new seasons think that I'm her mom or whatever, does it like dement, does it damage her in any way for me to like let some of that stuff go instead of always be like, no, she's my stepdaughter, you know, like how inclusive is it? How exclusive is it to be correct, to correct anyone? So I can really overthink that. And I mean, even just like hearing you recount that conversation with Sarah, my brain went right to that, like how that happens pretty regularly with me and it, and less and less, um, do I go down the rabbit hole about it? You know, more and more. I just like, if it's easy to correct, I do. If it's not, I don't. I have talked directly to my stepdaughter about it and just made it really clear to her. Like, listen, some people are going to get this confused. And so I just, sometimes I'm going to correct it and sometimes I'm not. I, you know, I want you to know, like, I know I'm not your mom. And I also know like that you're my stepdaughter, but I don't want to ever exclude you from anything. You're obviously part of the family, blah, 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 blah. Um, So that was like just right off the bat where I was thinking about it. But you and I both months ago, maybe almost a year ago, because this article came out, I think in April of 2017, it was in the New York Times. It's written by uh, Leslie Jameson. And it's about a woman who stepped in as a stepmother to a young um, stepdaughter who was like three at the time. Uh, I just had to move away from the microphone. Whose mother had passed away. Whose mother had passed away, which is a little bit different than either of our situations. Right. It's it's a, actually a huge difference. Yes. It's a very significant difference. Yes. Yeah. So in our, you know, in my household, my stepdaughter has a fully functioning adult available present mother and a fully functioning adult present available father. So like there are two grown ass parents, although in different households and the same in yours. Yes. Yeah. So that is, I do think that that is a a huge difference, but, um, she talks a lot about, um, she kind of goes through in the article, this woman goes through how the evil stepmother stereotype kind of emerged, um, primarily, uh, perpetuated by the brothers grim fairy tales, Cinderella, sleeping beauty and, uh, snow white are like the big three that come to mind that have evil stepmothers. So what she, what she got to, which I think was so interesting is that in the original versions of all three of those, there is no evil stepmother. And then the Brothers Grimm revised all three of them um, and added an evil stepmother, killed the mother, added an evil stepmother in order to kind of ascribe or be able to write about characteristics that are part of mothering that are a little unseemly. Right. That mothers don't necessarily like to acknowledge that humans probably, you know, I myself, like a lot of times will have feelings that I'm like, ugh. But they're just human feelings, right? So it's like, you know, jealousy, the jealousy is the worst one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it gave them a uh, vehicle to write about these kind of like um, unseemly or seedier, seedier feelings that they didn't want to necessarily ascribe to a mother. And so they created this evil stuff. A mother, concept. a mother who can't can't be human, can only be um, nurturing and right. Could only be all the good, right? All the good stuff. Um, so anyway, so those mothers are gone, and then the evil stepmother steps in. So it is really fascinating that this kind of uh, archetype of stepmom has lasted for uh, hundreds of years, mm-hmm. um, because those grim, the brothers Grimm fairy tales are from like the eighteen hundreds or whatever, right? Um, so that kind of is the setup for the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. and that we had both read that article. Yeah, I just want to to read this because this is exactly what you were talking about was really well written. I have to type in my passcode because it wants to update. Um, She said, the evil stepmother is so integral to our familiar telling of Snow White that I was surprised to discover that an earlier version of the story Mm. doesn't feature a stepmother at all. In this version, Snow White has no dead mother, only a living mother who wants her dead. This was a pattern of revision for the Brothers Grimm. They transformed several mothers into stepmothers between the first version of their stories Mm -hmm. published in 1812 and the final version in 1857. The figure of the stepmother effectively became a vessel for the emotional aspects of motherhood that were too ugly to attribute to mothers directly, ambivalence, jealousy, resentment. 
and those parts of a child's experience of her mother as cruel, aggressive, withholding that were too difficult to situate directly in the biological parent-child dynamic. That's so funny because I took a picture of that same paragraph thinking, oh, I want to read this verbatim, but I'm glad that I got to paraphrase it and then you got to read it too. So that's good. And for some reason, what what that trick... So so my... It's funny because we we do do it differently, Mm -hmm. you and I, because... When, when I'm looking at this, the scope I'm looking at through is me. Mm-hmm. And the scope you're looking at through is your stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. And so that is really, really interesting. Um, and, and I don't know why, but I wrote down under that, like, um, I wrote down parental guilt because, you know, um, being a human, like I've raised a daughter mm-hmm. and being a human is, is hard yeah. and, and parents and mothers end up, end up with guilt. And I think that that's another one of those, um, ugly things that, that we don't, um, we don't, we don't want to admit if we're good moms, if mm. we're good moms, we've done everything right. <laughs> and if we've done everything right, there's no parental guilt, but I think parental guilt is as human as childbirth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things about the step parenting that I get to do, I mean, and that's another difference between the step parenting that you're doing and I'm doing, because you have been a full-time only parent, single parent to a biological kid of yours, and now you are step parenting with a partner, a kid that's not yours, and I only have the experience of step parenting with a partner, a kid that's not mine, who doesn't live with us all the time, Mm -hmm. which is another kind of uh, thing, another factor, right? So um, she lives with her mom half the time, and so you know, I get some time to, it gives me, sometimes I think this is good, sometimes I think it's bad, there's really not much I can do about it except continue to grow with it and acknowledge it, but because she's only home with us half the week, if something's really eating my lunch, I can usually like pause on it, pause, you know, just like bite my tongue for a day or two to like calm myself, center myself, do some writing about it, figure out what the fuck's really going on with me. Um, and then she goes home to where they're home, you know, and then I have some time to process it with her dad or process it with some of my friends or whatever and like figure out what it is that I want to say, if anything. And then she comes home back to us after 72 hours or whatever. So like I get a, I get a huge break, yeah. you know, which is like something that full-time parents don't get. Um, and that makes me think of like the parental guilt concept, mostly because it means that like, I really don't like blow my lid at her because I always have space and I parent with a partner. So it's like, I always have space to say, I can't do this right now. I'm going or whatever. If something's like really, so that's like another thing, another piece of it where it's like, there are some things about, um, the conditions of our step parenting that may make it easier, more challenging or less challenging, um, for whatever, whatever reasons they are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do also understand this concept of like feeling guilt. Um, I, I feel it in a little bit of a different vein where it's like, you know, sometimes there's stuff that I don't want to do and I do feel a little guilty about it because this little step kid is like a total angel. So sometimes my own sickness about like feeling not feeling about, about feeling worthy enough to like have all my feelings you know, like sometimes that makes me, that gets under my, that translates into parental guilt. Yeah, does that make sense? It, it does. And, and I actually, I, I don't think you have to say she's a total angel. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think that that's kind of bullshit mm-hmm. because I haven't met a kid. Who's a total angel. Who's a total angel. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's a narrative and a story that yeah. sticks us in this. Well, she's a total angel. And now I'm so bad. And I'm bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't be mad. Right. I shouldn't be yeah. Jealous, ambivalent. Right. Um, you know, all these thoughts. Yeah. And um and I think that that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um 
I wouldn't. I, I don't believe in putting kids in these princess mm-hmm. positions. Right. Um, I don't think that they are special snowflakes. I don't think that I need to monitor her feelings to the point where, oh my God, am I going to hurt her if I say she's a stepkid or not a stepkid? Um, and so I have a completely different approach. We do. And, and I think that, and I think that one, it's because she's my, not my biologic child, although I was very similar with my biologic child. Um, but I, but I think that there's just, um, I don't have the same level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And because I don't have the same level of responsibility, I'll probably never feel the same level of parental guilt. Right. Um, and because I don't have the same level of responsibility, it's like I get to just let this thing grow and mm-hmm. see what it becomes mm-hmm. and what type of relationship I get to form. Yeah. Um, but I cannot do the, I'm never going to sit here and say she's a sweet little angel. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say she's an asshole either. She's right. not. She's yeah. not. She's she's a good kid. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, I think what's really interesting is that you have seen me put myself through the ringer on this for a couple, you know, really it has taken me a lot of time to get to a place where I'm moving into now, which is really a much more hands-off experience Yeah, where it really is more like, you know, I'm going to show up as me. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to like, if I want to do something with, you know, my stepdaughter, we're going to go out and do it. If I don't, I'm going to say no, you know, caring doing so much less managing, Mm -hmm. you know, and all of that managing stuff that comes from some of my, that comes from my own wounds and my own, you know, there is the Heidi fix it character that likes to like, think, 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 come out and like get in charge of everything. Yeah. So like I have had to do a lot of work around setting that aside and it still is certainly my go-to. Yeah. You know, but I have a lot of people in my life who will call me out on it, who will just like bring it to my attention as opposed to calling me out on it just so that I can move towards something that I think is a little healthier for me, Yeah, which is that like, you know, I'm always going to be interested. I'm always going to be invested. There are a lot of things that I care about and want for this stepdaughter of mine. But honestly, I have really learned in the last 12 months, like she has two grown parents Mm -hmm. they can take care of this yeah it's like really not my job well yeah and I think that that and that that in there lies the crux of this whole conversation Mm -hmm. for me because like what what I'm saying is is like I don't think there's any right or wrong like Mm -hmm. I don't think like one way is right and one way is wrong like if you want to have the sweetest child in the whole world who is a special snowflake and your whole goal in life is to protect her sweet feelings that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and if and if I'm a lot more ambivalent than that, I think that that's fine too. Yeah. Especially at the end of the day, both of these little kids mm-hmm. have mothers. Yeah. And both of them have really good mothers. Really and good thank moms. fucking God for that. Agreed. Because those are scars. When kids lose their moms, yeah. that's trauma. Yeah. Those are scars. These girls, they both need their moms. Totally. Um, One of the things I love is that occasionally I will feel threatened by, you know, the relationship that my stepdaughter has with her mom. You know, because it's like, whatever. Occasionally I feel threatened by that. I'm human, right? And then I have to sit back and go like, duh. I mean, of course I want her to have a good relationship. But that whole point is that she has a good relationship with her mom. She has a good relationship with her dad. She has some kind of relationship with me and her, you know, her mom has a partner. So her stepdad, like, you know, the whole point, like, it's really easy to lose sight of the end game, which is exactly what you're saying, which is that all these kids that are in our lives, the kids in our lives, uh, at the very least, have like a lot of structure and parents and like people interested in shepherding them through the growing process. And so at the end of the day, like all I want is for her to be able to advocate for herself to like be a grown person. And like my only job in doing that is like to be a grown person and to act like a grown ass woman. Yeah. And sometimes hopefully you get to model what it looks like to be a grown woman. I mean, that's what I've been saying ever since I've, I entered, 
um, Joey's yeah. daughter's life. Yeah. Is that I, I, if all I can do is provide a, a another example, mm-hmm. another example. Yeah. Because she already has an example. Yep. Of what a grown woman in the world looks like. Yep. Um, for her to, you know, hopefully look up to. Right. That's great. Then you're in great shape. Yeah. And the other thing, we I are actually... gravy. Like we are gravy. Mm-hmm. We're frosting. We are. Yeah. We're good. Good frosting. Yeah. Buttercream frosting. Yes. Cheese cream. Wait, cream cheese. What? Am I having a stroke? Did I ask that last week? No. <laughs> Not having a stroke. But the other thing that I was thinking of as you were um, weighing in on that too is that, you know, if I can. Even if I can take on, not take on purposely, but say, you know, even if I can lean into my humanness and have some of these like ugly characteristics, ambivalence, jealousy, whatever, even if I can model for her what it looks like to be a human and to have those feelings and to know, like, just to demonstrate to her, like, it's okay to have all these feelings. We're still okay. You better have all these feelings. You need to have them. If you are a whole person. Right. And you're integrated, you're going to have these feelings. Right. Because I think that's the danger for me. That is the danger of co-parenting where I get some time off. Because sometimes it gives me the space to like chill out, cool, you know, cool down, figure out what it is that's getting under my skin, figure out what I want to do about it. But sometimes it also gives me the space to just like push it down and pretend everything's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, and so um, what I'm really aiming for in my parenting these days is like to just be my whole person. To have the full expression of all emotions, to let her see that like it's going to be okay if I'm pissed off. She and I have a resilient relationship that is not going to crumble because either you one might, of us is you angry. You might not though. We might, but we might. You're you right. You don't know. Well, on my end, it's resilient. Yeah. Right. For now. Yeah. Like, there's really not much that her 11 year old self could do to me that would damage the resiliency of our well, relationship. You just wait. You I know, just but I'm, that's why I'm saying 11. <laughs> I don't know what she's going to do at 15. Raise the kid. And, <laughs> yeah. Kid. You raise the kid. I mean, yeah. so I don't know yeah. what she'll do at 15. But today, yeah, I can't think of much. Yeah, you don't know how much. resilient you are yet. That's right. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep telling myself, I think part of it is like, I'm going to keep telling myself that I am resilient, that we are resilient, just so that when the time comes that that's really tested. That I that's have. going to be your muscle memory. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to yeah. remember, we're resilient. This is okay. This yep. will pass. And exactly. even if it's not okay, it's okay. Right. Right. You know, so it's like um, so that is kind of my practice right now is like just to really bring to it some of the fullness of my humanness as opposed to uh, censoring. Right. Censoring some of Mm -hmm. it for her. Yeah. For me. For me. Yeah. And so so also something to point out, like when we're talking about the evil stepmother trope. So in these grim fairy tales, it was Mm -hmm. always like the good sweet mother died Mm -hmm. and these evil women stepped in, controlled their dad's emotions and feelings and took their dad away from from the kid. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is therein where lies Mm -hmm. the um, the truth about the evil stepmother trope Mm. is is in that and i think that that's what um it's important to be sensitive to the children yeah about Mm -hmm. um because joey fell fucking head over heels in love with me yeah and i don't know if you've ever fallen in love i suspect maybe (laughs) you have you only think about one person yeah and so so there is a little bit of a reality to that type of displacement yeah and they a child forever is going to want their family unit. Yeah. So, so there are, even though it's not the loss of a mother, thank, mm-hmm. thank goodness. Right. We're, we're not talking about the loss of a mother. Right. We are talking, we about... are talking about a loss. Mm-hmm. And I think where I can be sensitive mm-hmm. is, is to that, is yeah. to that displacement. Sure. Um, and so for me, what I've always done naturally is, um, I want to give Joey and his daughter their time together yeah. mm-hmm. when they need it. Yep. And I, and I'm never, 
Um, I'm never jealous of that. Right. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say is... I just want to piggyback on that because yeah, I think that's super sure. important. I yeah. mean, I, there is... Um, Jeff and... Uh, Jeff and his daughter, I, I try to give, they actually have one night a week where it's just them. Cause I have like a bunch of stuff that I do on Tuesdays. Right. So it's like, <laughs> Joey and his daughter have like five, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, so it's like, with, so one of the things that's nice about that is having a busy schedule certainly makes it easier to be like, Oh, you guys go do that. I'm going to go do this or whatever. But mm-hmm. I just, I agree. I think it's so important that, um, that, uh, dads and, you know, I guess I'm thinking this dad and daughter have their time. And one of the best pieces of advice I ever got from my work colleague actually was a guy who had twin daughters and he was like, gosh, once they turned 11, I just, I had a weekly Starbucks date with, with them, with each of them, they were twins. So he went out with one and then came back and took the other one out. And he was like, we did it every week until they were 18. And honestly, it was the best way for me to eat. And they were still, uh, they weren't even a blended family, right? They were just like still their original family unit. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I just needed to invest that one-on-one time with my kids with these two little girls individually so they would each know how important they were to me you know I just was like and I thought like well that's like a no-brainer that makes perfect sense yeah 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 I think that that's just great parenting Mm -hmm. I like gosh if if I mean that's a big investment two hours a week yeah it is (laughs) so I don't want to make it that sound like um oh everybody should do that because I'm also like I know how busy we are yeah but yeah that that's um, a great um gesture for sure to make just as parenting in general. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think that the other thing that I I wanted to say about step pairing that I think it's important to say is everything that we're talking about now is a whole different scoop if there is not another parent. So I agree if I had met, I agree if I had met Joey and, um, he had full-time custody of this kid Mm -hmm. and the mother had passed away, I would understand completely that he's looking for a mother. Yeah. That was not the case when we met. That's right. But if it was, it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know, we probably wouldn't have dated. Um, but, uh, I think that there would be a totally different understanding about what role is needed in this family. Totally. I mean, I really yeah. think that circumstances so much drive like how we can step in, the, how we can best step into these step parenting roles. And so much of that is about like what feels right in my heart, what's right for our family, what's the real just like basic ass reality. Is there another parent who's stable that's in the picture? is there not another parent in the picture? Is there another parent in the picture who's not stable? I mean, there's like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, it, it, you're right. It's like, it's not a one size fits all approach, but I like that between the pair of us, I feel like we have provided just a really good kind of insight into like a pretty standard approach to like, what is a generally like common situation where there's all the parents are still around. Everyone's still in the picture. Yeah. Um, so I just, I love that we got to have this discussion because step parenting is such a, um, it's just like such a lightning bolt topic. Yeah, yeah. And there's one more thing I have to add just to be complete, and I'd feel shitty if I didn't, is I'm a step-parent to three of Joey's kids, mm-hmm. and two of them are two adults. And yep. I have um, – that has also been like an incredible gift because they're, they're, they're great kids. Mm-hmm. They're not sweet little perfect angels um, mm-hmm. on Mount High, mm-hmm. um, but they're really good kids. They're mm-hmm. really – they're sweet boys. And I have found myself like so proud of both of them. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm proud to – to be a member like of their family. Yeah. Um, and so that's really cool. And I just don't want to go without, without saying that, um, that there's actually three. Yeah. Um, gosh, I thought there was one more thing, but now I'm forgetting. I gave my shout out to the boys. (laughs) I got you. I got you boys. (laughs) One of them who runs your Instagram account. Well, he's off at, um, he's he's off, he's he's away. He's off. Yeah. So he's, um, so LMB and Mr. 
Nakamura. Nakamura. Their account's Instagram very is, quiet right yeah. now. And LMB has actually relocated has and relocated. lives with the other one now. Yes. So he's gonna have to pick up. Instagram he's gonna have to duties. pick up. He's gonna have to pick up the slack. It's true. It comes along with the territory. Well, I love that. I'm glad we got to have that great discussion. It was awesome stuff. So, and I think that's about it for us tonight. We are wrapping up. We are sending you lots of love, light, and gold from Portland tonight. And don't forget to stay vigilant. <laughs>